Ordinarily, the promotional spots we do at That Record Got Me High are, depending on your point of view, either funny and quirky or stupid and annoying. However, this week's show concerns an album of songs that put into sharp focus the struggles many of us face in our daily lives. The winter holidays can be tough for those with the most resilient of interior lives. And for those who aren't as resilient, it can be a time of darkness and emotional pain. If you or someone you know or love are having thoughts of self-harm, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline provides 24-7 free and confidential support for people in distress, prevention and crisis resources for you or your loved ones, and best practices for professionals. We can all help prevent suicide. 1-800-273-8255 Once again, it's 1-800-273-8255 That record got me high and our sponsor, Is This Tomorrow, a weekly webcomic at isthistomorrow.com Wish you a healthy, safe, and joyful holiday and we look forward to discussing many great albums in 2020. most of my listening to the record on the 101 bus between here in Fort Lauderdale and back. So How was that? It, a lot of times it was uh, cathartic because <laughs> it was, yeah. um, it was uh, you know, there were people on the bus that were doing things that I was drowning out, so that's okay. <laughs> but then you're, you realize that you're listening to this and it's just, you know, every song is... yeah. All right, welcome everyone. This is That Record Got Me High. That is Barry Stock. That is Rob Elba. And we welcome you again to another episode. Uh, Real quick, Barry, guess what? We have a new patron that we're going to do a shout out to. Perfect. Mr. Javier Caballero. Javier Caballero. Welcome aboard. And Javier Javier even confided that he's been meaning to become a patron for a while because he's been a longtime listener and he's listened to every episode. So by my by my he thinking, owes he us. owes yeah, us. Right. Yeah, he like he came late to the game. I'm not going to ever say anybody owes us because anyone can listen for free with no pressure. They can, but, but yeah, they should have some guilt. The we're yeah. doing, this, this is going to be a very Jewy episode, so we're I all about the guilt. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> All right, so uh, that's it. You can become a patron, too. Go to patreon.com forward slash TRGMH and become a patron. All right, we have a guest today. And who is here in the studio with us? Introduce yourself. That's Hi, I'm doing. Rachel Angel. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, we're excited to have you. Singer. We'll see how you feel at the end. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if you're as excited. Uh, you, you will be. You are a singer, songwriter, and that's how I actually met you, uh, yes. doing some uh, singing. And yeah, and I stuff. used her one of your tunes as a tail out for last week's episode. I thought that oh, was right. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, right. Which, awesome. which song did you... The first one on Bandcamp. Oh, I can't, yeah, you bought it. I, I got I did. a I notification. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. I wouldn't let me. It wouldn't mud. let me pay less than a dollar, so I, I actually paid a dollar for it. Thanks. I think <laughs> I think I got like fifty cents from that. I Thank know. You. I I'm appreciate sorry. it. No, All right. it's great. Ching. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so right. Rachel, your thing says you're uh, Brooklyn, New York. So, but you but but you live here now, right? Yeah, I'm living here now. Okay, you live um, in South I, Florida. I, I haven't given up my Brooklyn, New York badge. Yet, okay, good. Right. No, I mean, don't give it up. It might be over. I don't know. I've been here for. 
pretty much a year from this week. Yeah. Oh, that's it. Okay. But well, we were discussing you're from here. I, yeah, I grew up here. You originated Born here. Born and raised, yeah. Oh, and then you spent some time in Brooklyn, and now you're back here. Okay, so you're all over the place. Yeah. Right. I also lived in California. So, yeah. Okay. How did that work out? You don't, you don't have a place in California anymore, right? No. Yeah. No. L.A.? No, I lived in uh, Oakland and San Francisco. Oh, okay. Yeah. Very expensive to live there. It's like yeah. crazy. Yeah. When I went, it wasn't as expensive as it is now. But it is. now it's yeah. very expensive, yeah. All right. So this record, it's very interesting. we got to uh, talk about what a record. We haven't said what it is. Oh, yeah. What's the oh. record you brought you that we're talking about? Talk, tell oh, us. yeah. We're, we're doing Purple Mountains uh, by Purple Mountains. Uh, David Berman, formerly in the band Silver Jews right. uh, released this album uh, this year in, in 2019 right. Ju- right it came out in July I believe okay yeah right and alright so the interesting thing is that we talked Barry had talked to you like months ago about hey you want to be on the show and you said yeah Silver, let's do a S- Silver Jews record yeah one right. of my favorite bands which yeah. is alright so that's awesome and then crazy like in was it August or something September. and then we hear that that he that he, he killed himself suicide. this guy yeah. which apparently was not a himself. huge surprise to anyone. so this was after you already said you want to do a, um, uh, yeah and then so then I asked Barry like a, a week or so ago I said hey what's your album Silver Jews album is he doing and then he said well, she's doing uh, Purple Mountains now. Yeah. And now I realize this is the... Re- so, give me... Like, when did you... Uh, did you get the record, like, right when it came out? Oh, I mean, like... When there were rumors about it, like, happening, I was, you know, I'm... I'm such You're a, a huge fan, I'm a yeah. huge David Berman fan, so I was like... You know, every time an article would come out, I'd post about it, or oh, okay. I'd text my sister. We're both huge right. fans. Or some of my friends who are diehards, too. Um, and then the single came out, and the second the record came out, you couldn't. I, I wanted to buy it, but like it wasn't available to buy. I remember. I, I remember asking um, uh, Stephen if it was at Sweat. Right, right. You know, like I was trying to find a copy of it. Yeah, I the second it came out, I listened to it immediately, and then I pretty much listened to it for months straight. It's, nothing else. It's such and it's such a good record, and it's almost a shame that obviously when we talk about it now. You have to talk about it because it's got this giant thing hanging over it that this guy made this record, yeah, and he basically killed himself a, a month later. But that it's a hard, shame. Yeah. It's a shame that we can't just talk about the record itself because it's just a well, really great. Once record. you listen to the record, it's a it's an it's an album long suicide note. Basically, yeah. that's my People feeling. People have said that. I yeah. guess, but see, I, but it's not. See that when it sounds like that, it sounds like it's some maudlin, dreary no, thing, it's not, and it's no. not that. It's not that. I mean, he's I mean, very. I actually had to stop listening to it because once you know he he committed suicide, I was so distraught that I was obsessed with listening to it. Oh yeah, and it yeah. it kind of brought me into a dark place, and I sort of had to take sure. space. It's a dark record, but but it's not the maudlin. feel of it is. It's, really like it's, it's uplifting um, the feel at least. It yeah. is. It is uplifting and and it's not like um Morrissey, like Morrissey seems no, it's seems not. It's not. Stuff, and it's like woe is me, and there's nothing like woe is me well, about this. He always record. had humor, you know. Right. That's it. Yeah. yeah. And like he's a satirist, and he's there's a lot of dark humor. There's on dark this, humor, clever. and there always has been. And Silver Jews have always been dark, and sort of. Right. They always went there. Yeah. And there's a lot of, I, I just, in, in doing uh, my homework on them, there's a, there's a lot of people that love the Silver Jews, and there's a lot of fans cult of following, them. Yeah. yeah, definitely a cult following. Okay, so Silver Jews were an indie rock band and uh, formed in 1989 by David Berman along with uh, Pavement, uh, Stephen Malkmus, right. and Bob Nastanovich from Pavement. Mm-hmm. Right. And, uh, and yeah, and they put out... Uh, 
a, a whole bunch of records, and um, not all with, but different personnel. Yeah, different yeah. personnel. Right. He, he was he's the main guy that was. But in I the, think I yeah. got into Silver Juice through that connection. Right, it was a huge I'm sure a lot of I'm sure a lot of people did. Yeah, and you could yeah. hear that. In yeah, there. one of my faves. Um, we had a, okay, we had a Stephen Malcolm's discussion offline today. Barry so. just high fived. I have no problem with Stephen Malcolm. Barry thinks when I see, so yeah, that's I why I said offline because I didn't want to get into it. So we're just gonna let's just keep going with where we're going. Let's leave that. Just leave that. If I don't fawn over a record, then it, then automatically I hate. I don't hate the, I hate well, the record. Well, I just didn't. I, pavement is something that you have to let seep in. Yeah, it's one of those things that I, once you get beyond the noise and you get under it, you realize that it's it was well, the brilliant. Is, I like pavement. I like the songs. What uh, what uh, always I wasn't crazy about was um, uh, Stephen Malcolm's uh, delivery, the way he delivered. Oh, that's because what I love. He's so what he's so like not the nonchalant. It's like the not giving. It's like I felt like trying too hard to, to not give a shit about anything, yeah. and that's why I appreciate. Yeah. This something like this because I listen to it and you could tell he he gives a shit he's committed in whatever he's mm. doing and and I don't know I just yeah. lean more towards that but so that's there's the some very pavement esque oh. bits of this record oh there is well, yeah for sure oh musically for sure well I was just noticing yeah. it tonight when I'm driving I'm listening to going oh wow that sounds Rob also dropped an, uh, the bomb last week that in the middle like oh that t- oh Tom Verlaine can't sing and I was like. Oh really? I, I did never consider that. So that was well, part of. Well, uh, David Berman has a lyric: "All my favorite singers couldn't sing." <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's okay. true. One Most, of my yeah. favorite lyrics yeah, ever. Sure, it's true. Sure. I was, just, in fact, I was talking to someone else, and and we said that same thing. I go think because he was saying this, this is a friend of mine who sings and sings so and he goes, "I can't sing." And I go think about it. Most of the people we like can't really. Most people would say they can't sing. That's right. But can they emote? To. Can that's they emote? Exactly. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. Right. It was, um, uh, yep. All right, so this is the so yeah, so he took basically, but he had like a ten year hiatus from music, right? Where he just stopped doing music, yeah. David Berman, and that's why I was so excited when this album came out. Yeah, because you're like, oh wow, it's this one of my guy. favorite voices, you know. Yeah. Now let me let me ask you. Obviously, there's no way of knowing, but do you think he's sort of because it almost this, the whole record has the air of someone that sort of resigned himself to what he, yeah. what he's doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if that's someone has said, a moment of clarity. That's why I said it's a, I think that, that what happened was a foregone conclusion based on what he says in this record. There's so many lyrics on here about basically, yeah, you know, looking back on my life in a way that means I've, I'm done yeah. Well, especially the, I didn't realize that when I listened to it, but some yeah. of my friends did. Um, yeah. Like there's some things about, you know, definitely about <laughs> about the 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 dead know what they're doing when they leave the behind. behind and you know the suffering, you know, uh nights that won't happen. There's Oh, that's a, a beautiful song. It's a, yeah. they're beautiful beautiful songs and they're not maudlin. No, they're, they're not. very right. honest and very confessional and very and very um you know they have a sense of humor. And is the most confessional he's ever been. So, yeah. Is it? Yeah. Well, there's the one song that's juice. too... There's one song on here where we'll get to it that's too... I know which one too you're earnest gonna, and too confessional. I, yeah, I, I, I know. I get already, uncomfortable I, yeah, listening to it. Yeah. I, I wonder what that is. is. I think I know right, which we'll one get it is. to it. We'll yeah. get to it. Um, all right. So, yeah. The album's themes were inspired... Uh, so, I guess his, his mom, he's obviously very close with his mom, and his mom passed away um, sometime during his break his 10 year I, break I don't know if you guys know about the thing with his dad I yeah, read that about I, his dad well tell yeah. us tell us about it yeah his I, I guess his dad is like you know a super evil 
like corporate, corporate yeah, or lobbyists. Yeah, 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 yeah. Represents tobacco. And when 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 Berman quit music, he was like, I'm gonna dedicate my life to exposing my father's lies, right. and like really just put himself deep in that. Moved across the street um, from like in I think D.C. or Chicago, like where he right. grew up, sure. and. Um, I think like even HBO approached him for to like do some. to do a show for yeah. everything, and he oh, turned that would it have down. Been awesome. and <laughs> he, you know, gave up his inheritance from his father. Right. They're estranged, is the word. I, yes. I feel like you know the songs on on the record about his mother are almost like a dig too at his Possibly father. Too, I didn't write. A, he write, didn't write a song about his dad. Before. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's like, uh, and also there's some things about his wife, soon to be ex, because his wife was sort of getting. They were together for a long time. They were yeah, together like she was uh, in the Silver Jews too. Yeah, right. yeah, she was, and she's a musician. But I guess they were kind of amicably splitting up. Like they were still friendly, but obviously she was moving on because she couldn't take. And, and even himself, the, the sad thing to me is that he he himself said he he basically suffered from untreatable, what he called untreatable. A depression. I know, and that's I such can't a, wrap my head around that. I know, right? Because that's so. It's like I don't even like. I I, I don't like saying that because I don't like anyone to think that if they're yeah. And there's some new treatments actually, actually that have come up recently that are. It's treatment resistant depression is the name. For treatment resistant. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Um, there are some relatively new treatments that are surprisingly effective against treatment resistant yeah. uh, depression. This guy, he lived on his own terms. Right, sure. You know, he sure. was like a one-of-a-kind person. Sure. His perspective and his voice is, you'll never hear that anywhere. Like, the only person I can think of is Bob Dylan. Yeah. Okay, That's Bob an Dylan. artist that has, like, such a specific voice that right. it's like, no one will ever right. be like that. Right, you know that. it's him. Yeah. You know? But did, does some of this remind you, you know who I th- would think of once in a while? Um, Leonard Cohen. Uh, oh, totally. Some, oh, there's definitely Cohen. another there, right? another good Jew, Jew songwriter. Right. There, there you right. go. There you exactly. go. <laughs> but there's also um, I'm we a, could say, by the way, me and uh, me and Rachel can can throw out the Jew thing because yes. we are both members of the tribe. Yeah, I'm the and only we, goyim in like the 50 foot right. radius. Of and, <laughs> and Rachel, you know, when we first met, we 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 bonded over that. And people who aren't Jewish, well, Barry gets it because Barry does get it. But you you bond people don't who aren't Jewish don't get it. You bond over it because there aren't that many of us. Right. We're we're still we're right. very much the minority. So right. when yeah. you need another one. And there's something about our childhood and upbringing that exactly. we can relate to. Right away, we know. Yeah, the, uns, the unspoken, especially New York Jews and, uh, yeah, and, exactly. and whatever. South exactly. Florida is like New York anyway, same thing. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's it. You can't escape the... I'll we'll uh, play Jews some, thing. you know, some shtetl, some like klezmer stuff up underneath this so we have some real authentic... <laughs> All right, Berman, uh, Berman said, there's a quote he said about this record, and he said, um, before I could think of any other hope I have... To hope the music will not bother or disgust other people who are in earshot when it's played. Oh, that's who uh, are in what? <laughs> who are in earshot when it's played? <laughs> yeah, who, so, who can hear? So it. this is Berman talking about like, but before I worry about whether people can like it or not, I hope they're not going to be disgusted by it. That's the yeah. first oh, thing man. he thinks of, you know. The, well, there's some other things in this record that I heard, um, and there's some Lou Reed influence in there, oh, especially for on, sure. one, yeah, yeah. on right. one song in particular. And oddly enough, um, a lot of the sort of country-ish material sounds very much like, I kept bugging me what it was, and I remember today, John Cale from The Velvets, his first solo record is a very unvelvetsy affair, and it has a country-ish backup band. It's called Vintage Violence. And I kept thinking, man, he's listened to Vintage Violence a Mm. lot, and because the it's 
it's stonesy, but it's got that rolling gait. It doesn't have like it's not like chugga chugga like the stones. Right. Mm. And it's if you hear vintage violence, you might go, oh, I think definitely he heard it. That's why I love that. I yeah. mean, but he definitely also Coney Island baby. Lou Reed. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's but his there. his backup band too. I think members they of were Woods. Awesome. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And he found these guys like he didn't he didn't know these guys. I he think they like of, reached out to him and were like well, they we're were huge, huge fans. They were huge Silver Juice fans, and he said, okay, well, will you guys produce like play and produce on my record and then they said yeah of course we will and uh, and, and it's really great because the music the the playing on the record and the music is, it's really is fantastic it's, they knocked it out of the park with perfect that one. yeah because it's just it all it goes is, together yeah. perfect and for people like hearing us talk about people will think oh god this record's going to be such a downer it's but it's not, not no no you can i listened to it a bunch of times and you know it's it's almost humorous how upbeat it is. Right. Yeah. And also, I noticed this week, which I sent you guys the link, you saw that Spin Magazine, it, it was in the top, their top 10 records of the year of 2019. This record it was in there. It needs to be in more album. lists, in yeah, my it opinion. Does. And, and it I hope needs a lot to be people, higher up. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I hope a lot of people listen yep, to it. Agreed. Uh, all right. So let's get to it. Uh, the album starts out with sort of like him sort of laying out his <laughs> the way he feels now. He's, he's back after his 10 years hiatus and... This is that's just the way that I feel, and that's what it's called. So let's listen to it. Well, I don't like talking to myself, but someone's gotta say it. Hell, I mean, things have not been going well. It's time I think I finally fucked myself. You see, the life I live is sick, and in I spent a decade playing chicken with oblivion. But they're also really clever and funny. There's a lot of humor in this. Yeah, yeah. it's 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 um very black humor, very dark humor. And he, if you realize, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, dark he humor. wasn't fucking around. But like we say about like you know, like we talked about last the band we covered last week. He said, you know, you might mistake that they're just goofing around. But they're not. They're really seriously doing what they're right. doing. Oh, they're he's, committed. Yeah, he's definitely not goofing mm. around with this. But uh, right. some of the lyrics, of course, I've been humbled by the void. Much of my faith has been destroyed. I've been forced to watch my foes enjoy ceaseless feast of... Shot and Freud. Shot and Freud. Like he, he, he rhymed, right. destroyed sure. with shot and Freud. Right. I mean, it's that's so good. brilliant. It's yeah. so good. Um, um, do you yeah. think that, um, like, he... Went through. I, I understand he had a he was a serious substance abuser for a long yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. And then he also got religious for a while. Is that yeah, also true? Into Judaism, right? right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. He studied. But that he's was part of what he was a huge reader. Doing. Like, yes. right. I that think, comes across in the I lyrics. Think, yeah, and and a poet. I'm he he oh, yeah, released he's also uh, an, an his, his poet, poetry yeah. book is incredible. If you haven't okay. checked it out, it's called right. Actual Air. Okay. But I think I read that he spent like most of those ten years like. Just reading. Yeah. Oh, okay. He was studying right. the uh, Talmud. And yeah, and I think he came out of the yeah. rabbinic, like the you know Jewish stuff. Yeah, but yeah. 
most of my faith has been destroyed. That's what reminded me yeah. of it was that particular line. In, right, right. And there's another line in here about um, in this in this album that'll come up about when I try to drown my thoughts in gin, I find my worst ideas know how to swim. <laughs> swim. Yeah, yeah, that's such a good that line. That's so there. great. But it's true. great in the though, best right? way. Yeah. yeah, true, true. And a setback can can be a setup. For a comeback, if you don't let up, but this kind of hurt and won't heal, and the end of yeah. all wanting is all I've been wanting. Yeah, and that's just the way I feel. It's so. It's almost. So he's like laying it out there. It's no. almost. I don't know if you wanted. I, I couldn't tell if you. You looked like maybe you wanted a napkin. Oh no, I'm good. Yeah. yeah okay. Okay. Uh, it's almost <laughs> anthemic. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, sure. Th- this kind of hurt sure. and won't heal. The way that he right. sings it. This kind of hurt and won't heal. Yeah. Like, oh, that's great. It's like that's a so sing along. Right. Even it though is, it's exactly. so depressing. So yes, it is. it is. And speaking of that, we get to the second song, which just lays it out there. This song is called All My Happiness Is Gone. Friends are warmer than gold when you're old. Is harder than you might suppose Lately I tend to make strangers wherever I go Some of them were once people I was happy to know Mounting mileage on the dash Double darkness falling fast I keep stressing, pressing on Way deep down some substratum Feels like something really wrong has happened I confess I'm barely Uh, such a great song. So you, yeah. as a fan, Rachel, when you got this record, like after this guy's been was gone for like ten years, you must have been like psyched. Like because I you thought don't it was know. the best thing ever. Yeah, because yeah. you don't know he could put out something that could have been horrible, right? Oh my right, god! Sure. I feel like it wouldn't have been. I don't feel like he's ever put out anything right, right. horrible, but still, yeah. yeah I was, you must have I, just been I, blown away. I think this is his best album oh, it's so ever. Good. Yeah, okay. And so this, sure. so yeah. So and like, his best vocal performance, especially on this song. Yeah, like, that's great. The now, vocal performance is... Oof. Everyone who hears this song who's of a certain age knows where it comes from. Here's the Modern I, the, English. I was going to mention I melt this. With you, yeah. It's I Melt With You by Modern English. Yeah. For seriously. I'll stop the world. Yeah. Which feels like a comedic... Move. It seems like it yes, I think he so. is referencing I think his that intentionally. In his cheek a little doing that, yeah. Because um, yeah, all my happiness is gone, or you know, and he's because the other song is about someone who's deeply in love, and yeah. it's ha- and it's actually happening. Yes. And this song is about someone you know who was in love, and it's just not happening. And a lot of this record is about 
his discovery that well, there's one song that's very explicit about. Oh, it's so it's like heartbreaking too. This I know. Poor guy with his uh, yeah. Um, there's yeah. so many great lyrics on this, which I'm sure you're. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Too. And there, but there's just a sense of irony on them that uh, that just that just lifts it above. You know. True. True. Being, yeah. Uh, you sure. know? It, it, just even that the the fact that it's uh, vaguely familiar to oh, the sure. modern English thing it makes it kind of ironic and not so like mob if you just read the words by themselves oh, yeah, you go, oh wow yeah. that's such a downer it's intensely but then the dark, music yeah. on it it's like perfect one of my favorite lyrics on this is all my hardships all, all our hardships were just yardsticks then you know oh yeah uh, exactly such when, a great we were, line. when we were younger in, the, in my younger days I believe is what he's talking about yeah. there yeah. Um, all right, so his obviously we said uh, his wife of 20 years. I guess they were together like 20 years. Yeah. And their relationship was, uh, they were drifting apart. So this next song They is, were kind of couple goals, you know, like they had a good thing. Oh, they okay. seemed very yeah. in love in, in interviews and pictures. And she pictures. seems awesome. She seems, she seems uh, she's, yeah. Yeah, she's talented and, and yeah. super cute. And it's Played like, bass and silver juice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, this song, there was... Uh, Darkness and Cold. Let's just listen to a little of Darkness and Cold. I think this was the first single that came out. I believe so. Oh, was it really? Yeah, it's a great song. Darkness and And it's a good music video, I should say. Okay. It's crazy because he's like, he wrote it sort of as a precursor. Like, I don't think his wife had moved on yet. I don't think she was like actively seeing other people at this point, but he's sort of writing it like she was already, just sort of to, to set himself up for the inevitable pain that was coming to him, mm. you know, seeing her with someone else. And he, and he understands it. He says, like, the, the light of my light was going out tonight with someone she just met. She kept it burning lo- longer than I had any right to expect. Right. Uh, the light of my life is going out tonight without a flicker of regret. So it's like even he's saying, you know, she she stuck around with me longer than I could have even expected. Her and to. he's not angry about it. Either. No, no, he's not. He's, he's not. like, damn, maybe she's right. Yeah, but yeah. The, okay, but the, there is in depression can be subverted anger. So mm. that's a that's a thing to know. But this that, record doesn't sound angry to me at well, all. Well, because right? depression is a very um, is a very convincing mask for anger it's mm. you know it's uh not not everyone who's depressed is angry at something but 
you know, a lot of times people who are depressed have a reason to be angry at something. It's some, it doesn't come from nowhere. There's reactions to situations, and it, it can be a response to intractable situations that you have no control over. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of mention of strangers and there are you no know, friends, and then every account you hear of yeah. the man, he's wonderful. And I think the band that was going to go on tour right. with them. Yeah, I think that he was perceiving things in a way that mm. where other people were not perceiving exactly. them. He thought that he was turning people off when in fact they they were being. Could you imagine him touring this record? How awesome would that be? It was yeah. about to happen. It right. was like it was it was all it was akin to the first Joy Division tour of America. Yeah, where they were the eve of the tour. Oh, and yeah, he and Curtis right yeah. before yeah. Ian Curtis. And I, I some of the people that were going to go on tour, I, I know peripherally through through friends in Brooklyn. Yeah. Oh, and okay. it's it's nuts. Like oh, it's, it right, be, everybody sure. was you know, getting ready to go. They were gearing up, yeah. and then it just you know right, but. But yeah, this is this is the first single that came out, and the music video. I I, I think it's his ex who stars in it. Too. Oh really? Oh, and I he's like singing up. to her in the shower oh. while she's like putting on makeup oh, and getting God. ready. And I think he like <laughs> wrote that it was like a very healing experience for both of them to like make the video. Okay. But it's very it's very yeah. strange and good. Right. Yeah. Um, but one lyric I love on this is darkness and cold rolled in through the holes and the stories I, I told. told yes. It's so beautiful. It, and there's a Neil Young underneath this one. Um, you that think so? harmonica. Yeah. Oh, okay. That okay. Har- I kept trying yeah, to figure out that. where that harmonica was coming from. And it's it's Neil. Oh, okay. It's Neil sort like of filtered Woods through. Is very Neil Young. Oh yeah. Fan. And it but it's also Neil filtered through um some New wave like Echo and the Bunnymen, like who who uses a harmonica like that? I hear, you're right. I yeah. did hear some new wave in in this record. There's some I did. new wave, definitely put, some put early it, yeah. 80s stuff. Yeah. Like well, the modern English, and then and this one, I was like, that sounds like that sounds like a new wave band doing a Neil Young thing, mm-hmm. and so yeah. that's what I got go. from it. Interesting. All right, so here we get this next song. This is the ghost of Lou Reed's Coney Island Baby for <laughs> sure. For real. Uh, yeah, same chord, Snow, same key. Oh, this is the best one. Snow is falling in Manhattan. Snow, 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 snow,
I- ironically, this song and Coney Island Baby are both six-minute songs. Wow. And, well, it's the same chord and it's the same key. Yeah. It's I didn't definitely... make the connection before, but now it makes a lot of sense. I, I just was, I had to stop myself from saying, I want to play football for the coach because that's the <laughs> line. That's the line that Lou sings in. But the lyrics, all right, Rachel, I'm going to show you the lyrics. I want you. I want you to read the lyrics Man, in this the song, song because, because for me, I don't know if you if you were thinking this, but it's it's kind of like a metaphor for how I think he's sort of hoping that his at least he thinks his songs could live on to comfort like definitely, other people, right? Definitely. All right, so read read this part here. That's a highlighted thing there. That's like it's like it's amazing. Songs build little rooms in time, and housed within the song's design is the ghost the host has left behind to greet and sweep the guest inside, stoke the fire, and sing his lines. Uh, is that Beautiful. right? Yeah, <laughs> See, I had to have Rachel bring it because I would have fucked it up. Oh, yeah, no, that's yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's poetry. But he's, it, like, he's, but what he's lyrics also can stand talk- alone as poetry? Right, yeah, but he's exactly. also talking about not being around. Yeah. Anymore. Yeah. 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 But at least I, I, I feel like at least the thing you know is, is, is like I said, his songs of comfort. They were a comfort to you, right? Although hundred oh, percent, this album, that this song is like it's great. It's a beautiful, it's, beautiful it's song. The climax of this album, and it for me. and it feels like what he's singing about. It's got that perfect yeah, yeah, combination yeah, yeah, totally. of you watching snowfall and seeing it, and that that you know. So this might be my favorite song of the decade. It's oh, like I, right. I'm obsessed with this song. Okay, I think it's, it's, it's a great, great song. And, and the thing is, as much as it's uh, the uh, Coney Island Baby Lou Reed vibe, Dylan, the lyrics are very uh, Dylan-esque, Dylan-esque yeah, as yeah, well. Sure, so it's yeah. sort of like a melding yeah. of the two things. But then know, also, so, so David Berman. Uh, uh, yeah, of course. Right, yeah, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. His stamp is on it. It's just, I think that he knew what he was the things he was paying homage to and didn't have any problem with people figuring that out. Mm. Uh, And so, because it was so, it's so straightforward that you can say, oh yeah, okay. It's just him going, you know, I really love to read and I really love Coney Island Baby. It's the talk singers. It's, it's, it's the Jewish talk singers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Isn't it crazy? Cohen, Someone could Lurie, be yeah. so great, be this talented, and feel like have be so depressed and be so down on themselves, and then you get someone like 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 Rat that is so <laughs> that just thinks he's. We're awesome. going into Rat. Yeah, oh, I have to uh, almost every episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's got too much uh, confidence in what he does, but whatever. That's just my own thing. All right, so I think he had confidence too. Um, and I, I just want to say, I could say a million things about this song. And to whoever, if anyone's listening that hasn't heard this full song, yeah. I recommend listening to this song yeah. and just sh- closing your eyes and putting on sure. headphones and listening to the song. I think yeah. it's oh, yeah, one of the most brilliant songs. It's it beautiful. It's a very beautiful song. All right. So let's take a little break. We, uh, Rachel is not, uh, she's uh, sober, so she's drinking uh, some, some water <laughs> and some soda. But me and Barry are going to have to bring, drink twice Cheers. as much to make yeah, up for our guests. Right. But uh, we'll be back in a minute talking more with Rachel Angel and the wonderful Purple Mountains. We'll be back in a minute. You're the old friend I just took in
ordinarily, the promotional spots we do at That Record Got Me High are, depending on your point of view, either funny and quirky or stupid and annoying. However, this week's show concerns an album of songs that put into sharp focus the struggles many of us face in our daily lives. The winter holidays can be tough for those with the most resilient of interior lives. And for those who aren't as resilient, it can be a time of darkness and emotional pain. If you or someone you know or love are having thoughts of self-harm, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline provides 24-7 free and confidential support for people in distress, prevention and crisis resources for you or your loved ones, and best practices for professionals. We can all help prevent suicide. one 800 273-8255. Once again, it's 1-800-273-8255. That record got me high, and our sponsor, Is This Tomorrow, a weekly webcomic at isthistomorrow.com. Wish you a healthy, safe, and joyful holiday, and we look forward to discussing many great albums in 2020. into this as the chalk faces smile as mrs death laughs as political landscapes dissolve as the oily fish spit out their oily prey we are born like this into this into hospitals which are so expensive that it's cheaper to die into lawyers who charge so much it's cheaper to plead guilty into a country where the jails are full and the madhouses closed. Into a place where the masses elevate fools into rich heroes. Exactly. Yeah, kind of. It's like I'm like watching scenes of him like kicking his wife. I'm like, yeah, I'm yeah. He was horrible. Yeah, like, he was a horrible person. Him. He was horrible. But yeah, he was a great when writer. you hear the stories of his upbringing, you go. Oh, yeah. this guy, this yeah, guy was... Yeah, that's how it works, you know? That's how it works. You know, his dad, he, his dad would whip him with a belt, and then one day he learned how not to cry. Wow. And his dad whipped him, and he didn't cry, and his dad never whipped him again because his dad was afraid of him because he knew. But there's that <laughs> famous part where he's he's walking down the street in L.A., and he's narrating, they're reading a poem. They have him reading a poem as the narration, and... Um, Irradiated men will eat the flesh of irradiated men. And it's just this incredible poem about L.A., but like post-apocalyptic L.A. So, yes, Bukowski was not was no saint, but... Um, yeah, like many problematic faves. Problem- well, now we look at with a different lens, for sure. We see things and through a different lens. I just went to Ernest Hemingway's house in Key West, and it was a very inspiring yeah. Uh, yeah, trip those, for me. All those cats. Yeah. <laughs> but you got to reconcile that, I guess. The different, well, it was a, oh, yeah, he was a diff- bastard, too. Yeah. Uh, most of the people we probably 
hold up as icons are probably bastards. You don't get to be an icon. You know what was really surprising? The Neil Young documentary. Not that he like abuses women or anything like that, right. but he's so intense and yes. you listen to him <laughs> sing. Cantanker- and he, he's cantankerous. Yeah, like oh, yeah, he has great. the voice of an angel. Like yeah, you never would sure. have thought it's like so beautiful. And then yeah, he's like, I've angel. lost no. a lot of friends because oh, yeah. I care about what I do. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Jesus, yeah. like oh, you you're actually bastard. not that like <laughs> yeah. cute. Well, he also smoked a lot of weed. For, for he said basically every day for forty years from Sounds dawn like sunset to sunset to sundown, <laughs> but he quit recently, and so I think that might have. Sounds like me. There you go. <laughs> so, Wait, so what did he say so about that? Rachel. I'm 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 I'm, uh, I'm interested. I would I would say if you could find quotes online about it, that I'm not I can't remember, okay. but he definitely um, stopped after a long period of time. But Woody Harrelson stopped and then went back. Yeah, I remember. I think Woody Harrelson was so unbearable. People were like, "Dude, you got to start smoking weed again." Uh, yeah. <laughs> I remember. We Neil have Young. a friend. We have a personal friend like that who we wish would Ooh, stop start, smoking yeah, weed again. Yes, I wonder who that name is. Was. Uh, Neil Young, you know, he used to wear the roach clip on his oh, sure, jacket yeah, sure. when he would play. It'd yeah, just be like hanging while he's taking the solo. <laughs> yep, that's yeah, oh, yeah. No, of course he's of course he's intense. You don't. I mean. He's driven. He's he's just relentlessly driven. You just have like, to be to be that big, I guess, right? You do. I think so. That was. Uh, but it was shocking. <laughs> yeah. I'm a huge fan. Still I'm a, a huge, huge fan, fan too, of course. Yeah. I remember um, 1978, I was a teenager. I was probably 13, 14. And WORJ was this radio station in Orlando. Um, they were. It was a... Um, album rock station in the classic form where they would play deep cuts and stuff and they wouldn't it was you know they wouldn't it wasn't super commercial and they played um the electric version of hey hey my my which of uh, us never sleeps which had just come out and it fucking i was blown away i was like listen to the sound of that song and i went out the next day was at the mall with you know Whatever, eight, six, seven dollars in hand. Came over, Russ never sleeps. And that was like, you know, it was a life changing moment for me. You know the story of that song, right? Um, it's in the documentary. Because he's talking about the Sex Pistols. He's talking about John. He's talking about John Lydon. Did he go? Did he see them? But he like he like played with Devo. Oh yeah, sure. Because he was like on the Devo train, right? And I think maybe they did something that was like disrespectful, or like he was an old timer by then. Right, right, yeah, yeah, sure. And that song was like a response to Uh, that. I think I think the song came out of a jam that he had with Devo. Okay. Oh wow, I did not know that. That Yeah, there's a there's a there's a movie called Human Highway that he's um he's the, the Devo he and Devo are in, but. Yeah, you know. Well, remember he was he was uh, infatuated when he did that trans record and oh, everything. Sure, he was yeah. infatuated with the electronic music. Yeah, yeah. electronic music. Oh yeah, music. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. that time. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm an aging rocker, but rock yeah, and roll never dies. Right. So we've been. We've, He's great, but you don't need to look. You shouldn't look behind the curtain sometimes. You We've learned that. Heroes. I've learned that the hard way. Just. Yeah, just I'm gonna stop. Observe from afar. <laughs> if you want to, usually wanna, disappointed. They're usually very disappointed. Yeah, um, as people. The as Neil human Young beings. thing kind of inspired me. I was like, yeah, like yeah. I don't need friends. I need music. <laughs> yeah. You know, but. Well, as long I think, but he's, it was just he's shocking. Probably still happy. I think he's a happy guy, though. He's got his like family and stuff. So yeah, he's probably. He's, 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 a, he's an he's, environmentalist. He's man. old. The thing is, Rachel, you gotta understand. He's old. Oh, we we're all get, we all get cantankerous when we get True, old, no matter what. I'm I'm cantankerous now. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. No. All right, so let's get back into. Are we rolling? 
yet for a long time. Oh, we've been. <laughs> Some of this is going to go in. Well, it's, it's fine. It is fine. You know. All it's right. Not as heavy as the as the subject matter we're dealing with. <laughs> no, that's true. All right, we're but back. We're late somehow. <laughs> this back. is that record got me high. That is Barry Stock. That's Rob Elba. And we are here with our very special guest, Miss Rachel Angel, who is going to who's going to play a song. I think at oh, the wow. end she's going to perform. Yes, yeah, which is, we, yeah. we should do more of that when I we have so. artists on. But if we're going to definitely. Is this the first Rachel. time? No, no, no. We've done it before. We've, done we've had it. people play, okay. but we don't do it. And we've enough. played before. Yeah, we've, we've done You've it. You've jammed. We did some Kiss songs with Juan Montoya. <laughs> with Juan Montoya, yeah, yeah that was good. That was oh, man, I, I have a friend who would love that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, so we're talking about uh, Purple, Purple Mountains, Mountains and Mr. David Berman, and we're up to song number five. Ooh. Uh, which, all right, all right. Yeah, this, this is what I thought of. Henry this is David. An interesting one. Yes. Yeah. Thoreau. All right. Thoreau famously stated that the mass of men lead lives of quiet desperation. Ooh. We feel a void in our lives and we attempt to fill it with things like money, possessions, and accolades. Is that from and, Walden? Yes. It was, that's yeah. from Walden, exactly. And I'm going to go on the record as saying there's nothing more desperate than drinking margaritas at the mall. There you so go. Listen to you. That was not from Walden. No. <laughs> <laughs> Some nice backing vocals by uh, oh, yeah. this one. It's Anna. Anna St. Louis. Do you know anything about those two girls? I know that sing about her. On yeah, okay. she she makes her own music too. I've checked out her album before. Okay, nice. It's good. I think she also plays bass on this record. If oh, I'm not, okay. Maybe I'm. I don't know for sure, but I, I think so. She wasn't credited, but maybe. But how? When you think about it, how psyched would the, the people in the in the woods, the band woods? to be oh playing with David Berman and playing these songs. These songs are so great. And, so uh, and and they did it such a great, like we they said, did they such did a such job. a good job. And I think like this. he recorded some with even Jeff Tweedy or something. Oh, wow. These same yeah. songs that have like never been released. He did, yeah. right, because he tried some different things. He, he did something before this and he wasn't happy with it and he did right. and, and obviously when he found these guys and he did it, he obviously found something really good that worked just worked uh, perfectly with him and his voice and everything. And the it's vocal just, it's performance great. on this record is it's, just... It's fantastic. So it's amazing. It yeah. Even on that song, you know? Yeah. Because you look at the guy and you go, oh, this voice, that voice didn't come out of that guy. Really? Because he's sort of a shambling looking guy. You know, he's got thinning hair. He looks like me and Rob, you know? It's like <laughs> me and Rob. Really? Yeah, <laughs> sure. Right. 
That's kind of. I thought he was distinguished and handsome. Uh, there you go. <laughs> you know, I mean, okay. I don't think he looked like that. Like okay. sham. What did you? Where shambling. Did you, shambling. That's maybe. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, maybe pictures I saw of him. Yeah, no. His best, yeah, but. I mean, towards the end. Yeah. You have higher standards. I than liked Rachel his earrings. <laughs> I, I think. I think maybe that's what's at hand here. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, yeah. yeah but uh, just a yeah, that's a great song. And uh, you know, I think he was still sober. You know, up until yeah, the end, even sure. though he talks about drinking margaritas at the mall. No, I think that's a that's an allegory that for for, for the, all of human existence now. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. But it has a very like drunken feel to it. This song, it, it like, does, but it it does. sort of like um like that uh Jack of Hearts song on Blood on the Tracks. I don't know if you've heard it, Bob yeah, Dylan. Yeah, sure. Like, oh yeah, this- it has that feel to it of like being so drunk and, and sort of like yeah. disordered. Like, where am I? Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Like Lily started drinking hard and seeing her reflection in the knife. Like that's what this song sounds like to me. Yeah. Like you're like screaming at the sky and you're drunk and you're like, what is it all for? We got. I don't think we, have, we haven't got anyone to do blood on the track. We haven't done a Dylan record yet. I can't. I, I wish I could do it all over again. Just yeah. blood on the tracks. No. Right. Yeah, you sure. will. Well, that's next one of my season. favorites. Next right. season, Rachel, if someone picks one. All right, so um, we get to this next song, which this is a, a little bit of a country. This is definitely a country, and it's almost, to me, it sounds like a... This is my second favorite. A parody, uh, like a country parody. And Barry, he's doing something in this song that I know you're not that crazy about. He's sort of doing the affectation of the southern accent a little bit. He's, he's doing it a yo, little bit David Berman has always been country. So oh, has he really? Okay. Silver okay. Jews is yeah. alt country. Okay, alt country, so, okay. That's why I love it so much. I got, But see, I don't, I don't love he a lived lot in of alt country. But I like this. But I like this. As, so I do. I'm, a, I'm very picky about my country. He has like he has one uh, lyric in the Silver Jews. I'm gonna live in Nashville and I'll make a career out of writing sad songs and getting paid by the tear. Yeah. All right. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's Which awesome. you know he wasn't a traditional Nashville songwriter, no. No, and that's no, what's no, so no. awesome about him. Right. No. Well, this is definitely one that that sounds on, on uh, in a way it sounds like oh it could be like a country song, but it's a country song sort of flipped on its head a little. Uh, let's listen to "She's Making Friends." I'm turning stranger. I want to be tantamount to cordial. Can amount to good I want to be a warm and friendly person But I don't know how to do it She can't make it to her car Without making a new friend She's a small town superstar Everybody hollering her name Alluding to his, his wife, uh, but also his, his wife is soon to be ex-wife. Like she's making because she's probably someone that maybe got a, you know was made friends a lot easier, and you know. I relate more, to this song. Do you as a woman being in relationships with sort of more reserved? Oh, okay, oh is, that, okay. is that your yeah. intellectual 
Yeah, you go for the people. Right, yeah. right. That's me, you know. I'm making friends, and, oh, okay. and my uh, significant other is sitting in the corner being strange. Uh, uh, yeah, okay. you, don't need, you don't need that negativity, though, Rachel. It's not negative. It's just the way people. I mean, you know, yeah, I it's like the introverted types. I like right. them. I'm attracted yeah. to them. So you're, you're a not, small town superstar, right? Uh, you're not, not yet. You're not into. Um, the, you're not for the. Uh, you don't go for the bad boys. You go for the. I go the for the. In, I used to go for the bad boys, but now I go for no, the no. intellectual ones. Good. Right. That's they better. Have just That's as, a step they up. Have just That's as a step up. I think so. They yeah. do, they do. Okay, um, but I love the feel of this song. Yeah, yeah. I love now, the slide tell guitars. Me, um, yeah, this song is like an Almond Brothers song. Really? It's yeah, totally. Yeah. Oh, okay. I've been run to keep from high. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I actually played that song at a Virginia Fourth of July party. Yeah, well, oh, nice. um, <laughs> so I love the first line. I want to be tantamount to And his to accent on there is totally innocuous. It doesn't bother me at all. It doesn't? Okay. Yeah. Not, it's because like it's Mark not, Dubin. It, it, It's real, though. It's not an affection. It's, it's not real. an affectation. Yeah, it's correct. Correct. He sang that with honesty from his heart, not because he thought he would try to sound like somebody. But I want to be, yeah, that's good. I want to be I want to be a cordial. warm and friendly person. <laughs> but, but I don't, I don't know, know how to do it. Do it. <laughs> Oh, so but great. he probably was. He, he was know. a warmly. Yeah, from did, what you read about self-doubt him, self-doubt was his uh, Achilles' heel. He definitely suffered from crushing self-doubt. My friend said, like you know him, like him, like Sylvia Plath. They yep. they went into the darkness to fetch the diamonds and never came out. Correct. Ooh, that is good. the danger. That's a good line. That is the danger in looking. There was a rat. Didn't say that, did he? That no. wasn't rat. No, no. rat doesn't say. That shit was like a very that. smart friend of mine. <laughs> okay. Rats this, also I smart. Think, uh, there's a there's a there's a Nietzsche quote something along the lines of with it may or may not be true, but it does ring true for a lot of people. Is that you know if you stare into the void long enough, the void starts staring back. Oof. Oof. Well, I think he says something about the void. I've been humbled, yeah, by, humbled the void. by the void. Yeah. Yep. All right. right. All right. So now we get to the song. This for me, this is the most starkly like naked, earnest song, oh, and this sure. is the song that makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, it does make it's too. a little cringy. I'm going to be frank. Oh it's, come it, on, it, it, it's well, amazing. All right, it's well, just really uh, sad though. Uh, yeah. It is sad. I love. I mean, I love being my mother's son. Yeah, I love being my mother's son. I loved her so because she was so good and kind. She 
right, here's the thing about this song. First of all, this is the one song, I don't think there's any irony. He's not trying to be ironic no. in this song. He's just stating that he loved being his mother's son and why he loved his mother. I have a good relationship with my mother. I could never, I could never write a song like this. I think though. this is the first song yeah. he wrote for the record, too. Yes, wow. yes, yeah. the, right. That's what I read. But I, I, read I mean, sure. if we're going to look at it like a suicide note, which is what you said. Yeah. I mean, I don't like looking it's at like it that he, way because I feel like it degrades the work. But right. Yeah. But that you know, if we're gonna I don't look think at it, it like degrades that, the work. I think it's just. I think it's just what happened. It's I sad. Think. It's kind of a sad coded to it because like like I was saying before it could if he had if he had stayed alive and toured and done it it would be still a magnificent album and how do you sing these songs night after night on tour that's what well, I well we've talked yes. about that too we've talked about how could you go out and be you know there was one record we were talking about where you know you have to go out well I think it may have been actually um uh, fucked up David comes to life Like every night You've got to go out And be oh, Whether right. you feel like it <laughs> right. Or not Yeah yeah You've got to go out And do that Yeah And you're not always Going to be in the mood what, To do that I think that's probably The realization He Possibly. had or knew And was like fuck like, I'm going to have to go out And do this Now I, you curse So now I feel like I can curse I didn't Oh know no we have a totally R-rated show Yeah, yeah Okay you, great um, NSFW And I, I just I, I love this song Because I mean Do you You don't get uncomfortable Listening to it no, at all No I, I love it It's so it, It's it, like It's, it's beautiful. actually it's the saddest song, song sad. To me It is so on sad On the record Oh it, um, because it's very It's the I most think, like, the, Totally earnest This line like yeah, Sums earnest. it up And he wasn't really This earnest in Silver Jews And that's why I love it it's Right It's so right. confessional it's so naked. Um, but at the, the line that sums it up is like, it was the simple fact that left me stunned. I wasn't done being my mother's son. Right. Uh, yeah, like, that she died and I wasn't ready like, for her to die. That's such a simple lyric, but it's like, it's so relatable. I guess. Like that I, thing that you realize, like, I wasn't done being my mother's son. Right. That was like, just a role that he is just gone, suddenly how, evaporates. Do you know how old his mom was when she died? Because I No, I don't. I personally have a, this is my own personal hang up and I have a problem with people. Sometimes people, like I know people like my age, older, like their yeah. parents are like in their 90s and their parents die and they and they get like, oh my God. And it's like, did you not, dude, did you not think your parent was going right. to, they were going to die? Like, no one lives people, forever, like, you know? But people, but, but when you talk to a lot of people whose parents have died, they're like, they say the, that thing, you know, they're like, I'm not, I well, I'm just going to go on record. I love my mom, but she's, uh, you know, she's, she's 88. I mean, she's not going to live forever. So, I know. You, know. you want to tell everybody about that combo you had? I think the doctor was in the room. Yes, the doctor. My mom, she thought she would, she had like a, she had a heart attack, actually, a mini heart attack. And they, and she went and the doctor came and she said, well, you know, like my son always says, enough's enough already. <laughs> And I looked, and the doctor looked at me like, what the like, fuck? And like, I said, you monster. I, That's I some great Jewish humor that. right there. Yeah, it is. I, I didn't say enough's enough already. I just said not everyone lives forever. But whatever. I think, you know. It was a know, very, very Seinfeld if, moment. If it's, a, if it's a goodbye, you know, to the world, it's it needs to be there. Every, yeah, I it's, guess so. It's important it every day to consider your own mortality and the, that of those around you, and that it's everything is utterly impermanent. And if you have a father who's so... You know, horrible to you. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, that's that's my mother wasn't. You know, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. So it's gonna. Thank God he didn't. Could you imagine the song on it if he'd written a song about his dad? That would. would Oh man. Could you imagine how dark that would be? In a sense, all of the songs maybe about his dad. Like circle back to it for Uh, sure. Yeah, that the undercurrent of that personality that you know someone you can't who's totally anathema to everything you. 
live for. Yeah, and represent, totally. All right, well, speaking of regrets and unfulfilled promises, (laughs) we get to the, uh, this is another kind of a downer of a song, uh, but but really awesome song, Nights That Won't Happen. Suffering gets done by the this ones we leave behind. This is my favorite song behind. on the record. It's That's so like so true because it's like, especially someone that uh, if you commit suicide, you kill. It's like, who's going to suffer? Everyone you leave behind. Right. Mm-hmm. And he's aware suffer. of that. It he almost is. sounds like he's singing it with like something in his throat, like he's about to cry. Yeah. yeah. And that's what sure. I love about his vocal. This, this, I think Those his vocal delivery on this song is just the best. Yes, yeah, amazing. It is. And it's this beautiful. is the one that I'm like, how did the band record this song and sing backup vocals on oh, it? Oh, right. Like, well, Haley, not- this, is, this is someone different. This is Haley Four is singing the backups on this. Uh, and yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Like, like not what be they, like, f- like, what we need to thinking? save this person. Right. What are they thinking? Right. But they're just, they're like... You never know how stuff is put together. That's, yeah. uh, uh, sometimes put, things are put together in a way that allows the artist to um, achieve what they want to achieve without the people around them knowing what's going on. Like the David Bowie record is the thing I think about the last sure. David Bowie oh, record. Right. When yeah. you listen to that, the same thing. Some records, it's, it's impossible to listen to without uh, knowing yeah. what happened. And, and it... Colors it in a way. Yeah, David Bowie. That's a perfect Black example. Star. Black that's Star. That's what this yeah. reminds me of. Sure. It even does. though that's it's a different true. scenario. That. Yeah. yeah. That's it was true. a surprise. You know. Yeah. Even uh, though we're listening yeah. to it, but this one also feels like an anthem. And the way that he sings it yeah. is so like. I can feel the performance, yeah. like the body moving. Yeah. It's, right. it's a great. Um, and this the dead know what they're doing when, when they, they leave, leave this, this world, world behind. behind. This is also record. This is the album of the major seventh chord. You know, major seventh chord. Yeah, 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 yeah. Really. There's a lot of major seventh chords on this record, which is a very definitely. The major chord is, is a falling. sad. Uh, is a sad. It's a melancholy chord. Um, I always imagine know, it as like jazzy or Beatlesy. It or is, something. but you know, Space Oddity is is two two major seventh chords in a row. Oh um, yeah, melancholy definitely song. it is a melancholy. Yeah, so that's um, good. Yeah, um, yeah. So those this the, the last the song before the mother's son and this one, uh, there's a heaviness to them. Yeah, and and I feel like the this record is put together really good because then you've 
thankfully you get the final two songs, right. which don't end, which true, don't true. leave it on such a modeling note, which yeah. I was true. really thankful for. Um, I also feel like the first song and the last song are very similar. Oh, a bookend. So yeah, they're like bookends to like the record. Yeah. Yeah, Almost. sure. Sometimes yeah, I yeah, can't true, tell true. those two yeah, songs right. apart. True. That's it's, true. You can. This record will, if you're playing it on, you know, on a device, it'll just start looping, and you kind of forget that. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's um. Oh, did we start over? And oh, okay. We'll get to it, but I think the last line on this song is pretty funny. Okay. Wait, what you talking about? Sorry, the last song? fever. Uh, no, the the last song. The last maybe song. I'm the okay, only yeah. one for me. Yeah. Oh right, all right. So, yeah, so let's we'll go. get to it. So you have these two like kind of very modern down songs, and now you get Storyline Fever, which for me this is like my favorite song on the record. It's just a because jam. It's an earworm too. This song yeah. is just sure. like, and it's very Silver Juicy. Oh, like, okay. there are okay. so many okay. songs on the Silver Juice that sound like this. Okay, well this cool. is a, a the, great the, song. You know. uh, let's listen to a little Storyline Fever. He's like kind of rapping on There's it. There's a killer fuzz bass in there too, which is providing a really interesting undercurrent to that. And oh, when you okay. hear the fuzz bass, mm. you're going to be like, oh. Yeah, I love that. I'll check that song. out. You know, I that's something I don't, you've made a lot of points that I, That's my you know, thing. Yeah, I don't r- realize that. I'm the archaeologist that. of yeah, exactly, the show. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, the, and plus you were so invested. I feel like when this record came out, obviously you were so invested in, in the speaker and the singer, already, yeah. and what he was singing. Oh, sure. Saying, yeah. Oh, yeah. But that's me yeah. with every artist, too. I'm is like, it, I'm, the, I'm like, what are they say? Like, yeah. I'm invested with the songwriter. I'm the, I'm the, so yeah, I that's, like, he's more like that, too. I feel I'm like in this like song, he's kind of digger. explaining sort of how he became a songwriter and why he became a songwriter. Mm. Because that's like the storyline fever. Like, I feel like they... Too. But he's I, also talking about the story. So he's hard. also right? talking about yeah, because as yeah. an artist, yeah, I'm on this storyline fever. Like I, I, I'm, oh, I I'm, I'm getting I up agree. there. It's time to do something. Yeah. Like this song right. is so relatable. Well, he's right. definitely talking about people being trapped in their own narrative lines that they are incapable of seeing outside of. Storyline fever means that your own storyline is your 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 addiction. Is your own storyline? Right. Is your own beliefs about yourself and your own stories that you tell yourself, mm. and that those things are may like we talked about with him. He may appear completely different to other people, but for him, his own storyline was that I'm not lovable, I'm not likable, I drive people away, and there's my life's not worth living. And it could be it's so opposite. Yeah. It can. Right. It's right. But then also as an artist, I don't know if that's what you were going to say. 
I uh, well, good because I was thinking maybe he wasn't able to reconcile the duality of being an artist, but then also having to sell yourself. You have to sell totally. yourself, right? And, yeah. and I feel like someone you have to be really. It's almost like you have to. It, there's a duality to it that's yeah. hard. That seems like well, sometimes. Oh, that's all that too. Up. Yeah, sure. Because he's turning his emotional pain into a product, mm-hmm. which he's gonna. It's gonna go out and be sold. That's true. Right. And you're gonna. Well, maybe and have that's to go what out I and do, perform it for sure. night after night. <laughs> and he says, <laughs> when you're a seller and a commodity, you got to sell yourself immodestly. Turn your pedestal into a carving board if that's what yep, the audience right. is starving for. Yeah, sure. And that's like. That is like the. I feel like those lines are so David Berman. Yeah, oh, right, like, sure. right. Just yeah. like I'm not that. I, yeah, exactly, exactly. I, that's why he is so original. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. that to me is why like this album, you know, isn't necessarily like number one on all these 2019 lists because he's not going to cater to what people want. He's going to write a sad album if he wants to write a sad album. Right. Yeah, He's not sure. just going to like release Old Town Road and then it'll be like number two on <laughs> Well, so in his defense, the guy, who wrote, the guy who wrote Old Town Road had no idea that it was going to become that Yeah, huge, yeah. So. No, no diss to Old Town Road. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I... This is art, man, okay? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, sure, sure. This is... Well, I sound like an asshole, but... No. I, I, I want. Rob and I sound no, like assholes and, every week. I, I want take this care album of that, Rachel, to. Don't worry. I want to uplift this album because I think it's brilliant. It I is a brilliant David record. David Berman is. is brilliant. Oh yeah, it is. And but he is. Um, what I was going to say about the storyline fever, the way I relate to it is like, you know, maybe as an aging rock star or something like, oh, I can never. My prime has passed. The storyline fever, like yeah, I'll sure. never be like I was in my twenties. Like it's I can true, never make yeah. this or. Oh, it's too late. Like, I haven't written my screenplay and I'm already 40. Like, I can't do it. There's right. no way I can be a yeah. director or a screenwriter now. I feel like, as artists, we really suffer from that storyline fever. Says, if says I don't 28 make it, year old uh, Rachel Angel. Well, you know, I'm, <laughs> see, you know. No, you're right, I though. Suffer, it's a real I thing. It's a real thing, it. though. It is. It um, is. Yeah, he's, because also the, he's, the heroes exactly, that we look up to. You're twice yeah, as old yeah, as yeah, her, yeah. exactly. All right, calm down, Barry. <laughs> I know, when you said that, I was like, don't reveal my. Age. Oh, I'm no. sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, it's fine. But most of the people on the show are younger than us. But so. you look at like you know, like you know Jim Morrison from The Doors or something, or like all like Jimi Hendrix, like yes, yes, even uh, Langston Hughes Club. writing like you know his famous poem when he was like 17, and yeah, you're like, right, right. damn. Sometimes that's the, the storyline fever too. Sometimes the but then this guy the how old reaches how out old, and touches you. How old was you David know? Berman when he wrote this record? Because this yeah, is a no, fucking I'm not unbelievable record. With it. Yeah, right. I, good. But okay. good, you better not. <laughs> no, no, definitely. No, it's not. But that's the trap. It's true though. That's kind of the trap that you almost can't help but fall into. You know. And I think that's Thinking why the that. Silver Jews disbanded is because they were like, we don't want to be a mediocre band. Right. 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 Yeah. We want right. to make good music. Yeah. So we're yeah. gonna stop now. I could feel. I feel that, yeah. I, I, and I, then I he came yeah. back and I believe made his best album. This Even Bowie, record. his no, last no. album, Black sure. Star, is one of my favorite Bowie albums. Right, so right. Yeah, it's right. Possible. Look at that. It is possible. <laughs> All right. So now we finally we get to the final song on this record, uh, the Which book is... end of the record. <laughs> and yeah, it's the only record. It's the only song. It's that funny, he... haha. But it's also just to quote Jed Fair, it's funny, peculiar. Yeah. Right. Isn't this the one he wrote with Dan Auerbach? He, he made, did. He wrote one with Dan Auerbach. This is the right? only yeah. song that's got a co-write. Yeah, him, uh, Dan Auerbach, and Gate Pratt also. Uh, which Dan Auerbach is the Black Keys guy. Yeah. Black Keys dude. I don't know. Maybe I'm. What did, the what did he write in this song? Maybe he wrote a. 
rip for something? I think, something? yeah, something minimal. Something like that. But all right, let's listen. Maybe I'm the only one for me. In lonely haunts at closing time in restaurants, I can't keep on pretending not to see. Yeah, I'm starting to suspect, though I hope I'm in. I want Rachel to read the line. It's the, one of the greatest lines ever. The, the yeah. If no one's fond of fucking me, maybe no one's fucking fond, fond of, of me. me. <laughs> yeah, it's brutal. <laughs> it's incredibly brutal. And what does he? I think one of the last lines on the album is like, "I guess I'll fuck myself." Right. Oh, yes. God. And I always yeah. thought, I, I think that's like the last line. And I was like, "What a like strange way to end a record." Like, I'm gonna fuck myself. It really is. <laughs> Um, but it's this is okay. This record, I'm gonna. This is record is if like um, instead of here we if, go architecture. If, if it's no, it's is it's like if um like Seinfeld was written as tragedy instead of comedy. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I feel like I every reference we have is like a Jewish reference. Why not? Well, hey. No, it's perfect. It's, <laughs> it is, it's great. Like kind of Seinfeld is, is ostensibly about a, a certain... character that's an Italian and I think like he, they're all Jews. Wait, Come he on. Has, he has a line. I don't know if it's on... No, it's on another song where he's like, make a better Larry than Lizard King. And I'm yeah, like, right. is that Larry David? David. Uh, right, yeah. But it's... There's a certain tragedy to the Jewish story that that is just it's interwoven in this. And my sister, my sister wrote an article for Jewish Currents after David Berman died, like, sort of, like, for his death. Um, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Your sister. Yeah. Uh, older she's the, or younger? She's older. She's the editor of Jewish Currents, and they did a whole thing on David Berman. Oh, nice. Talking about how, like, a lot of our, our heroes, like, were isolated from a lot of our rabbis and heroes as, like, leftist Jews, and David Berman is our, like... There you go. Uh, you sure. know, like, sure. he's a spiritual figure you know yeah, that a sure. lot of us look up to yeah. or has been a voice for yeah. you know sure. Jewish people right gotcha um, alright so that's this record man I'll tell you one thing I love about doing this show yeah. is that a lot of times someone will bring a, 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 say they're going to do a record and me and Barry know it we go oh yeah that's a great record yeah, we sure. love it but sometimes it's a record like I had I no know, idea what the hell is this going to be, yeah. and then and then to like find something like this is like amazing and it's great. And that's this what is it's a all record about. that's like a Kubrick movie. It's going to grow in stature over the years. Mm. A lot of times, what happens to Stanley Kubrick movies is they would come out and people would be like, eh, "It's okay," but you know, blah blah blah. And then like ten years later, like 
oh my god, like this is a masterpiece. This is a yeah. masterpiece, and it really so is. it has so, to it has to age in the public consciousness like wine ages in sort of a cast. It's sad. Yeah, I I hope it does. I I feel like that about some Joanna Newsom records too. I love Joanna Newsom. Okay, like she's just too much for the public to sort of digest. Oh, okay. sure. I'm not familiar like, at all. I'll have to uh, yeah sure. check it no, out. Okay. I mean, it's, right. it's, it's also very heady, heady literature stuff, you know. Sure. But oh, okay. um, I wanted to do this album. We were going to do Silver Jews. I think we sure. talked before his his death, but I wanted to do this because, first of all, I think it's his best album. It's um, great. I have to say, yeah. And I his could, best vocal performance. Like, I didn't have any problem listening to this record continuously. I'd be like, right, oh, you right, know, just like, oh, this. it's just done so well and with so much care to the production and the sounds and mm-hmm. the, everything about it is just crafted in a very beautiful way. And then you approach, you know, then you get to the subject matter and it's, it's, yeah, it doesn't it's like, get any more I... personal than than this subject matter. I, and it just felt right to do it rather than Silver Jews. Yeah. I agree. Especially yeah. we're closing out the year. It's a 2019 right. record. Well, it's my favorite record of 2019. Yeah. So... All right, so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna shift gears a little, and Rachel's gonna you're oh, gonna oh, do okay. a little song. You're gonna play. Right. What what are you gonna do? Are you gonna do you know what you're gonna play? Or? Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think well, she's you know, I, I didn't uh, I didn't bring my capo, t- so I only for... have a couple choices. So oh, okay, well, but right. yeah, I'm gonna okay. do a, I'm gonna do a sad one in the you know in sure. the tradition. In the, in the okay. theme of the show. All right, all right. Wait, let's skip. We'll be back. We'll right. we'll pause here and yeah. come back. Can't you see?
That one's called In Low. It's off my EP, Not Enough, on Spotify. That was awesome. That was great. Thank you. All right, so how how people find it? They go to Spotify. Yeah. Bandcamp. Or Bandcamp. Yeah, you can buy it on Bandcamp. Yeah, buy it yeah, on Bandcamp. Buy it. Yeah, buy buy my music. Yeah, um, yeah that, that one's on the EP I released last year called Not Enough. That's awesome. Yeah. All right, thanks once again for being a guest. You were yeah, a great guest. thank you so yeah. much. And um, uh, what were you going to say? Uh, I don't know. What the hell was I going to say? Nothing important. Oh, I was going to plug. <laughs> Do I it. was going to plug. plug uh, I have a new album coming out, um, actually on a, a label in Miami. Uh, I'm very excited about it. They're called Public Works. Um, and it should be due out this spring, so keep right. posted. It's Okay. Awesome. It's, it's very country. That's oh, all right. is it really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's all right. You, you got that. You got that for sure. All right. So we're coming on the holidays. So next week we have a special holiday episode. We certainly do. We are going to get together at some point with Barry's daughter, Adele, Adele Stock. Stock. Yes. And, and she uh, has picked a record that um, I was listening to this afternoon and I listened to it three times in a row. And every time I heard something new and amazing, it? it's, um, it's an album called uh, actor by St. Vincent. Oh, I love that album. It's a remarkable record. That's and my a, favorite one. Adele, yeah, I think it's her favorite one too. And Adele is going to come on and talk about it, and she's going to probably horrify people with stories of her upbringing. That's what the, mainly oh, what I'm no. excited about that's finding out. That's going to be a good about, one. Yeah, that's what, the mainly th- that right. what I'm excited about right. talking Tune about. But, uh, <laughs> Subjected to things on the car ride to school, <laughs> including, um, I'll just say we had a, um, a mannequin head that was like a Barbie head with hair on makeup and someone had put permanent makeup on it and we carried it around in the car and we would hold it up while they were driving to school and freak, freak out people. That was a good one. You yeah. sound like a cool dad, I mean. Yeah, you were I think it, it depends. I mean, I'll find out. <laughs> it, that's yet to be determined. My parents we'll see. didn't play music a lot for me. Oh, really? No, no I mean, we're obsessive. So. It's great, yeah. No, my parents played like Henry Mancini and <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. My mom played yeah, Debbie yeah. Friedman. Oh, yeah. Which, uh, I don't know if the listeners know that. Uh, Jewish folk music, that's what I heard. It It makes sense. Yeah, it's part of what made you uh, the artist you are. All right, once again, thanks again for being a guest. You were awesome. Thanks, guys, so much for having me. Fantastic record, too, yes. Yes. Yeah, definitely. uh, Purple Mountains, everyone, definitely check it out. And you you can buy it on Bandcamp, so go on Bandcamp and buy Purple Mountains. Oh, really? Who the hell's going to get the money? Yeah, support his label because they... (laughs) Drag, uh, what's the name Drag City. They're a great label, and they did a lot for David Berman. They put out his poetry book, uh, too, and... It was like a very good relationship that they had. They believed, They're a good they label. Probably, they believed in him, right? And yeah, they, they really did. How great he was. All right, that's awesome. All right, so once again, that is Barry Stock. Love you, David Berman. Love yeah, you, man. man. Yeah. That is Rob Elba. We will see you guys next week. We are out. We are out. Yeah.